What is up, guys? Alex here. Welcome back to the Anna Creates Podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that I see come up a lot online and that I get a lot of questions about and that I just see a lot of ambiguity around and uh, just stuff I don't really like online, frankly. So what that is, because that could be a million different things and frankly, what fuels a lot of my content. But what it is today is what DAW is the best DAW? And it really shouldn't be that question. That question is basically irrelevant. It's more about what DAW is right for you. There's a lot of different answers when it comes to this. And when you look online, there's a lot of different stuff out there. There's a lot of different people saying a lot of different things. And you know, when you are using a DAW and when, especially a lot of people online, when they're using a DAW and they've committed themselves to using that DAW, they want other people to use it as well. They want to try and sell it for lack of a better term to other people and try and get other people on that DAW as well. They That's what they want. They just want more people around them using the same DAW, even if they're not totally satisfied with the DAW itself. People are trying to sell uh, their, their DAW to other people and try and get other people on board. Whether it's the right DAW for somebody or not, that's not the point. So what I do see a lot is people asking like, what DAW should I start with? And where should I go from there? And what, what DAW is the best DAW? And what should I be using? And a lot of people with their opinions. And a lot of people will talk about complaints with their DAWs that they have, and they're on the forms for their, their DAWs. And people go on there and just, you know, if it's a Logic Pro form, somebody will go on there and go, oh, use Cubase that doesn't have this problem. I go, it's like, okay, fine. It Maybe it doesn't. It has other flaws that you're not telling me about. And also that doesn't really solve my problem. I'm a Cubase user or I'm a Logic user or I'm whatever user. And I asked a question or a thing that I'm trying to figure out. And you are telling me just switch DAWs so that this problem's not a problem. And that's like, you know, learn your whole workflow again. That's a completely irrelevant comment. And I hate seeing that because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And that's not the answer to the question. And I don't like online is toxic in that way where people don't want to help solve your problems half the time. They want to get you on board with their thing or, or help them help you with what they know. And frankly, half the time you you actually dig into them and they, uh, they started logic a month before and think that logic's the best DAW. That's the one you need to use. And they don't, they haven't even used it long enough to really even understand it themselves. You, you only really can believe power users of a DAW to understand the flaws and the upsides of specific DAWs and why you should want to use them and all that kind of stuff. So when somebody asks me, what DAW should I be using? What's the best DAW? I go, you know what? There's a few things you need to look at. There are a, few, a number of factors that play into what is the best DAW for you. And there's, a, a, you know, there's tons of different stuff. And this is what a lot of people don't look at when, when they put it online and they say, what's the best DAW? Basically, everybody says the best DAW is the DAW that they're using themselves, which is not the case. Um, I guess I should say, first off, I'm a Pro Tools user. I've been a Pro Tools user for years. Um, to me, it's the best DAW. Now, key word, what I said there is to me, it's the best DAW. It's also not the only DAW I use. <laughs> I definitely use Logic Pro X as well. Uh, I own Studio One. I've used Cubase in the past, uh, and it, it serves very, it's great. Um, and I've used Sony Vegas before. I've dabbled in Ableton, but not really that much, but I completely understand why it's great for certain types of people. Um, and I've, you know, I've done tons of different things, but my main DAWs are Pro Tools, first and foremost, and Logic, second. Uh, and I'm dabbling a little more with Studio One at the moment. Now, I, I thought I should put that up front. However, I don't believe that Pro Tools is the best DAW for everybody. Uh, it's a great DAW. I can explain it really well, and I can get around most problems, and I can help people with it. So, to me, it's the best DAW, and it's the DAW 
uh, I prefer to teach a lot of people on. Logic, it's the same thing. I do know quite a bit about the workflow. I'm getting better at it, but it is a kind of my second language, um, so to speak. It's a great DAW for other people, but it's not the DAW for everybody either. Um, so when somebody asks me, what DAW should I be using? I go, okay, we got to we gotta look at a few different factors. First off, it's a combination of what features you need for your genre of music and what you're doing. And, you know, different DAWs are designed for different things. Ableton and FL Studio, for instance, are definitely not for the same use and the same audio editing capabilities as Pro Tools is. Logic is really good at MIDI instruments, but it's, again, the, the audio editing factor is not quite as good as Pro Tools. But making beats and EDM and that style of music and with more samples and that kind of thing, definitely Ableton and Logic are way better at that. And if you like presets, if you like uh, channel strips that are preloaded with, with instruments and plugins and all that kind of stuff, Logic's great for that. But Pro Tools is, to me, superior for a large tracking sessions in big studios. Um, just the way that the playlisting works, the way that the tracks lay out and the routing and all that kind of stuff. Um, the routing makes more sense and is way easier for something when you're dealing with 48 plus inputs and same with pro tools. Uh, and same with audio for uh, video, all that kind of stuff. Post audio is definitely, it seems to be more of a Pro Tools world. And it's basically, it's because of the stability in certain respects. But that being said, there's different stability with Ableton for live shows and that kind of stuff. If that's your thing, if you're a DJ and you need to change stuff on the fly or even playback um, uh, for a band, Ableton is pretty rock solid from what I hear. Of course, I'm not a huge expert in Ableton, but... It, things like that are what you're looking for. Different features that you're going to look at. If you use stuff for more analog tracking, you're going to look at different DAWs than if you are mostly trying to place in rhythms and beats and that kind of stuff. They're two different worlds. So when somebody asks what's the best DAW, I first ask what features do you need? What genre are you going for? Because that's going to influence that. The next thing that I'm going to ask you is where do you see going in the future? What is your future growth? Uh, do you see yourself right now? You're just trying to learn, but you're going to eventually get bigger and want to track bands and do more rock music and do more editing is that where you want to go but right now you are an acoustic guitar singer songwriter with next to nothing and just want something then your, your your path is going to look different than if you are an EDM producer and want to create EDM and you're you're going to be you want to be a touring DJ and play live and do stuff live with turntables and all that kind of stuff you're going to look at different features for a DAW for that than you would otherwise so Again, what is your future growth? You need to know where you're going to go with this. What is the end goal? Because for some people, even Ableton and stuff is great, but if you're wanting to track more live instruments and you're wanting to add more band, full band stuff and go to a lot of studios, maybe Ableton is not the best option. Then, then you have to look at the climate that you're in. And that's the other thing that I have that I ask them is where do you want to work? What, Who are you working with? Are you collaborating with a lot of people? Are you uh, sending sessions back and forth? Are you wanting to go to studios? Because all of that plays into what you're going to build up, the skills that you're going to build up. If you're learning a DAW, you basically learn it like an extension of your hands. That's the goal, right? And if you're going into studios all the time and all the studios you go into are using Pro Tools pretty much exclusively, maybe it's worth learning the skills for Pro Tools to get you going. Even if maybe it's not the perfect DAW, maybe Logic might be the a little bit better DAW for you, but the ability to go into any studio, all the studios that you want to go into, 
that that use Pro Tools, maybe that's a valuable skill to have. For instance, a lot of engineers, if you want to be an engineer uh, exclusively and work in different studios and a producer like that, uh, that goes in and works with rock bands or whatever the case may be, Pro Tools is a very valuable skill to have as an engineer. I personally think if you want to go work in studios, many studios have Pro Tools. If no other DAWs, they have Pro Tools. And if they have other DAWs, typically they have Pro Tools as well. Um, so it's it's easy in that way to get, as well as you can install it fairly easily and use your iLock to license it for a short time. So there's a, there's a different thing. I'm not, these are all very blanket statements. Of course, I'm not saying that these are the only ways and that all DAWs, all, all studios have pro tools and that's the only industry standard. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but I'm just kind of trying to make the point of you have to look around. So if you are in a world and if you are in a community that uses logic, Logic would be a better choice for you because you have more people to pull on for questions. You have more people to pull on for troubleshooting. You have uh, learning opportunities with all these people. You can watch them work and learn from them. Plus, if you're collaborating with them, you can send logic sessions back and forth. And it's great. It all depends on who you're working with. I work with a lot of Pro Tools guys and I work at a lot of studios that use Pro Tools. So I need to know Pro Tools. Now, that being said, that's why I'm learning logic. I've learned logic for, for years now. I've been slowly learning it because I'm working with with more and more people who use logic and I need to understand it better. And especially with uh, Anna creates and trying to teach other people as well. I need to understand logic since it's to me, it's the second most popular DAW, I guess that I've seen people using. Um, so I just would like to understand it as well personally. So that really does play a, a, a role in what you're going to get. If you are surrounded by nobody who uses pro tools, well then pro tools isn't the right thing. Likewise, if you're surrounded by nobody that uses FL studio, then it's probably not the right thing. There's so many of them out there. I can't even name them all. I'm just kind of naming the ones that, that come to mind. But anyway, so you have to look at your collaboration, the features that you want to use, and your future growth, where you see yourself going and what kind of work you see yourself doing, because that plays into what features you're going to need. These might not be features that you need right now, but they're features that you're going to need down the road. And that's important to think about. And that's why you have to talk to actual professionals, actual people who have been using these DAWs, not people who've been using them for three months and just say, that's the best DAW, you need to get it. Because you need to know, you need to talk to power users and go, look, this is what I'm doing. Is this DAW capable of that? Or is this a good way to do it? And some people will legitimately tell you, and I, I will tell people with Pro Tools, what you are looking to do is not the best use of Pro Tools, frankly. You should go with some other DAW. You should go with Logic or whatever. Because some people say, look, I want to do this. Right now, I don't need to, I'm not doing that. But down the road, I want to play DJ sets and whatever. And I go, okay, well, Pro Tools is great, but it's not for that. So maybe you're better off learning the skills of Ableton for that thing that you're you're trying to do. Sometimes I'll say, yes, perfect. You definitely should invest time into learning Pro Tools because at the end of the day, you're, the DAW that you pick is an extension of your hands. It's, it's an extension of your workflow and it crafts your workflow. And that's the important thing. You're going to be putting hours, thousands of hours into learning these things. Shortcuts, all the shortcuts, all the workflow tricks, all the different tools that are in them. Um, you know, even from Pro Tools, I've been using Pro Tools way longer than I'm using using anything else. And that happens all the time when I go to Logic. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why this is a way that it works. And I talk to Logic users and they're like, well, that's weird that this does this in Pro Tools because that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, because the DAW has shaped their workflow. But it's good to know right off the bat by talking to people who have actually used the DAWs for a long period of time and really know them inside and out. 
whether it's going to work or not. Um, because some people will admit that, yes, I know it so well and I've, I've gotten uh, my workarounds. I don't want to change because it would cause me so much extra work to change DAWs, even though I know my DAW is not the best at what I'm trying to do with it. And people will admit that often and go, yep, logic's not the best for this thing that I'm doing, but I'm so deeply invested in it with my time and my learning and my skills, I can't change. And I love when people will admit that openly. And I'm, I'm the same way um, about Pro Tools because that's my main DAW of choice that I can really truly speak on if somebody's asking me, is Pro Tools the right DAW for me for what I want to do? So those are some things that you have to look at. Now, uh, building on that, you also need to look at compatibility. If you are somebody who's using uh, Windows computers, well, Logic's off the table. If you ever want to use anything other than Mac, then you're not going to learn Logic. That's straight up not going to happen because Logic is Mac only. But if you are a very happy Apple customer, well then go for it. Logic's a great, great option for Mac. You have to look at the compatibility and what system you want to use and what system you want to be kind of locked into or not locked into. Uh, and Logic's the biggest one that that this is a, a thing, but it's something to know. What do you, because if you spend thousands of hours learning Logic and then go, hmm, the new Mac is too expensive. I don't want to buy it. Well, you're kind of hooped and all your sessions, none of them are going to open. You know what I mean? So, you got to be, you got to understand that. Now, the next thing and the the final big thing that uh, that influences a lot of people, which I don't think it should as strongly as it does, but people do get influenced by this, is price. What's it cost? Because, you know, Logic, for instance, is a one-time purchase of $300, $400 or something. Pro Tools is a $200 or $300 a year purchase. So you have to look at what your cost is going to be and what you get for that cost. Logic, for one a one-time fee, you're locked into Apple, but one-time fee, you get the software for quite a number of years uh, until like they really do a big update. When they updated from Logic 9 to Logic uh, at Pro X, then they did, you had to rebuy it or you got a deal if you had Logic 9, I think, but you did have to rebuy it. Whereas Pro Tools doesn't really matter. You have to pay every year. It's a subscription. Um, so maybe that's not going to work for you, but maybe the features you get out of Pro Tools is worth it. And that compatibility with every studio you go to and everybody you're working with, maybe that's worth it. Logic for one-time fee gives you a ton of built-in plugins. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on extra plugins. Whereas a one-time fee that's cheaper, that's, I don't know, Cubase gives you some good stuff, but not the best. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't actually know. So if you're a Cubase user, don't at me. Um, or actually, yes, please do and tell me, <laughs> does it come with great stuff and, and educate me? I'd love to know. Um, but you have to look into what it comes with and what the bonuses are that it's with it and, and what, uh, what interfaces you can use it on and how the compatibility is with any new OS update, anything like that. There's all sorts of stuff that you have to pay attention to as to price and what else you're going to have to buy for that. For instance, Luna, uh, which is the new Universal Audio DAW. I hear it's a great DAW, but you are locked into Universal Audio for that. And I believe you may even be locked into Mac for that as well. So um, don't quote me on that. But these are the things you have to look at. These are the things you have to research. For Luna, you have to use UA interfaces. That's it. That's how it works, which means you also have to basically use all UA plugins. Now, they're great. I love UA stuff. I have a, a, a Apollo Twin but it's expensive. They are very expensive interfaces and they're very expensive plugins. They're great, but they're expensive. And you're locked into that system. You're locked into how much processing power you get on your system, which means you can't upgrade it after the fact. You have to buy 
an interface with the right processing power or buy additional processing power units, all that kind of stuff. So you have to look into what that's going to cost you because Luna's free if you have UA. So, you know, there it is. Yeah, it is free. It's not a cost. However, you're locked into UA, which means you need to spend $4,000 on an interface if you want to update, if you want to upgrade and more processing power. And plus every plugin is 200 plus dollars. You know what I mean? You, you got to look at it in that those lights as well and what it's going to cost you now and in the future. So that's kind of my big thing. When somebody asks me, what's the best DAW for me to, to kind of summarize there, it's a combination of what features do you need now? and in the future. What does your future upgrade plan look like? Talk to a professional and actually understand what the DAW is capable of and what it's used for and if it fits your scenario. And talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, not somebody who's used it for two months and barely understands it themselves. Because somebody who's used it for 10 years will tell you what the flaws and the, the downsides and upsides are of it, the pros and cons of using it, and how it's going to fit into the workflow that you think you want, but you don't even know yet because you're not there yet. So talk to somebody who and, and actually have a good discussion about it with them. So the features and your growth in the future. Then you have to look at the collaboration and the environment you're in. Where do you see going with this? Do you see making this a career and you need to collaborate with a lot of people and you need to go to a lot of studios that use a certain type of DAW? Well, then that's what you got to look for or towards. Uh, whereas if you're just on your own, then just look at what you want to use yourself. If you don't really think you're ever going to collaborate and you have no interest in that, you're just doing it as a fun hobby. Great. Then and there you go. So look at what your collaboration situation is and who you're surrounded by for collaboration and for learning and for questions and for troubleshooting. Who are you surrounded by and what do they use? Because that's a big thing. I was surrounded by a lot of Pro Tools people, so I knew who I could ask to learn Pro Tools. So that's why I started learning Pro Tools and just stuck with it and learned a lot because of that. So that the compatibility is it Mac, PC, or various other ones does I don't know is it do you only have an iPad that's going to change it too you're not going to have Pro Tools or Logic or any of this you're going to have GarageBand and some other ones you know Again, it all depends on your system, on your operating system, on your computers, how much you're willing to spend for computers in the now and in the future. And that's compatibility now and in the future. Uh, and then price. What are you going to pay now? And what are you going to pay in the future? Uh, is it a subscription? Is it not a subscription? Is it a one-time fee? Do you get a lot of stuff for that? What do you get for that? What are you locking yourself into that you don't actually realize? The compatibility with plugins, uh, the compatibility with free plugins or, you know, there's lots of different things with that that you need to understand when you're thinking about pricing as well and where it fits into your budget. I think a lot of them are competitively priced. If you're making any kind of money off of Pro Tools, I think the $300, $400 a year subscription is a tiny fee compared to the ease of use if it really is the right DAW. I know lots of people that it's like, yeah, of course, we none of us want more subscriptions, but it's well worth it. I personally have Pro Tools Ultimate, so I pay almost $600 a year and do I like paying $600 a year? Uh, no, who does? But it's just such an extension of me. I can't take it away. So I have to use, I have to pay for it and I have to use it. But as long as they keep giving me updates and they keep changing and, and updating and, and keeping it compatible and all that kind of stuff, I'm more than happy to pay it for the amount of time that it saves me in the long run. It pays for itself within a month of, of paying for it. You know what I mean? And that is well, well, well worth it. And when you're factoring that in, also think about the time it takes to learn stuff. You know, when you're starting, the time it takes to actually learn something is worth something. If you have to take a ton of time to learn something because you don't know anybody who you can call and ask questions to, 
that is maybe not as good of a deal as paying more for something like Pro Tools, who you know a lot of people you can call and learn about or, or solve your issue instantly. You're going to save yourself so much time than browsing YouTube for three hours trying to solve that problem because you don't know anybody who has that DAW. Maybe the DAW is cheaper, but now you're spending more and more and more time trying to solve your problems than you would be just creating. And sometimes that extra money to have the DAW that you're surrounded by and can ask questions about and is easy to learn for you in your situation maybe that's well worth it. So there is kind of my little rant about what DAW is best for you and what DAW should you be looking into? Because I can't give you the answer. Nobody can give you the answer. Only you can talk to the right people and learn about the DAW that you want to use and why you should be using it. And you know, there's tons of people that use a DAW for a, a while and then change after a while because it no longer suits their needs. The DAW has changed. Their needs have changed. Yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow, but you're already a few steps ahead because you're recording and you know all that kind of stuff. And most of them are similar enough that after a little bit of a learning curve, you'll be just fine if you switch DAWs. So, you know, just keep that in mind. You're not you're not locked into one. I, I know I, I kind of alluded to you're locked into something for a while if you do it this way. But you're not there. You're not really locked in. It just is a minor inconvenience for a lot of people if you do switch or it's some for some of us like me. It's a major inconvenience and we have spent a lot of money on stuff surrounding our DAW. So it can be a major inconvenience. But for most people, it's a bit of an inconvenience and a bit of an issue in that way. But knowing where you're going to go and what you're up against basically will help inform you what you want to buy and where you want to start out. Uh, at least to get yourself going. Now, I do want to address one more thing, and that is people always also say, but all the pros use Pro Tools. No, they don't. The lots of people don't use Pro Tools. I work with tons of higher-ups that don't use Pro Tools, that use Logic, that use Cubase, all that kind of stuff. It is a myth, frankly, and I, I think this might even be a completely different episode as to uh, it, Pro Tools is the industry standard, but it's not really anymore. Um, for studios, for big studios, yeah, it still is the industry standard. Most studios, and especially post houses, have Pro Tools and use Pro Tools exclusively or almost exclusively. But that being said, more and more of these other DAWs are sneaking in. I know a lot of big studios that also have Logic and also have uh, Studio One even. Um, so they're, it's not as much of, an, uh, of a blanket industry standard as it once was. It's not the best option for everybody. When somebody says you have to use Pro Tools to be pro, you do not absolutely do not need that. And when people also give excuses of this sounds better, None of the DAWs sound better. It's all how you use them. You can change the sound of them based on how you use them. That's all skill. Uh, And it's more of an excuse than anything else. I know a lot of great producers who could produce circles around others using garage band if that's what they had to do you know what i mean it's all about the skill so don't let anybody tell you that something sounds better if it does if it sounds different it's so tiny and it doesn't really it's not going to make a big difference i know there's a lot of videos about that but really it's interesting i am i'm curious about that as well how does it actually sound different but while it sound, may sound different, I guess the point is that it doesn't sound better or worse. It does sound different, not better or worse, and that's not going to affect whether you make hits or not. Uh, the the DAW that you choose is not going to make a difference. It's how you use it and, and you spending the time to really learn how to use it. So that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that helped you clarify some stuff if you're kind of not sure if you have the right DAW, if you're looking into the right DAW, if the one that you're using in 
that you've started using is the right DAW. It all depends on what is the right DAW for you. And, and that being said, if you're started down the path with one DAW, it's not too late to change and to pivot and to understand and go, hmm, maybe this isn't the right DAW for me and actually talk to people now that you know this, now that you've heard this and, and do some research for yourself, maybe there is another DAW that's a better option for you. I went through many DAWs before I landed on Pro Tools. You know, do the research, do the thinking experiments and actually think about what you need and what your needs are and the list that I that I talked about and that you can find in the show notes at innocreates.ca slash podcast. So you can kind of review that there. But understanding that is going to set you off on the right foot or continue down the right path, uh, even if that's a little bit of a pivot from where you are now. So I will see you in the next episode. Until then, always be creating.